From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Alaska election officials have released initial vote counts in the special primary for the state's only U.S. House seat. The tally released included 108,729 votes. Initial results showed Republican former Governor Sarah Palin with 29.8% of the votes counted so far. Republican Nick Baggage has 133 Independent Al Gross has 12.5%, and Democrat Mary Patola has 7.5%. Republican Tara Sweeney had 5.3%. The election was conducted primarily by mail, and election officials planned several days of ballot counts. The top four candidates will advance to an August special election. The Associated Press has not declared any winners in the special primary. The City and Borough of Juneau Assembly will hold a regular meeting tonight at 7 p.m. to finalize the city's budget. Mayor Beth Weldon spoke about the process while a guest on the KINY Morning Show with Dano. We have our assembly meeting, and this is when we're finishing up the total budget. Um, as people know, that we have to have the budget done by the 15th, so that will be the 13th. And if we don't get the budget passed by the 15th, then... Um, the manager's budget goes forward and all the work that we've done the last few months or the last month or two, I guess, um, would just be away. So we will be busy doing that. Weldon says technology upgrades are up for a vote as well as money for either a new city hall or work on the current one. We'll start off looking at appropriation of $1.5 million um, for information technology infrastructure upgrade. Um, this is just one of the capital improvement projects we had on hold. So we'll see if that passes or not, and funding provided by general funds. And then we'll look at appropriating $6.3 million to the manager for the new City Hall Capital Improvement Project. Um, we're going to need this money whether um, we do a new City Hall or not, because we have uh, probably about $12 million worth of work to do on the old building if we stay there. The overall budget will get some fine-tuning, Weldon added. The mill rate of 10.56 will also be addressed. Item C is our big budget, and we'll do any fine-tuning on that, and uh, that will be our big topic, um, and uh, that's the important one um, for uh, Monday night, as well as the other important one is establishing the rate of the uh, mill rate, and right now, coming out of finance, it stayed flat at 10.56, and I'm sure there'll be a little bit of discussion on that uh, to see what happens there. Passing the capital improvement projects list is also to be discussed. An elections ordinance for the new ballot center and replacements at the hospital will also be before the body. The meeting will start at 7 p.m. and will be held in person and online. U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski announced Saturday that the U.S. Department of Transportation's Federal Highway Administration opened their application process. There is over $2 billion allotted for bridge projects. The application process is for the Competitive Bridge Investment Program established through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. A total of $2.36 billion in bridge investment funds are available to help plan, replace, and improve small and large bridges. Burkowski says it is important to focus on the unique infrastructure needs of Alaskans and make sure they are well represented. Recently passed education legislation at the state could put Juno one step closer to universal pre-K. That was the word from Juno Representative Andy Story while a guest on Action Line. During the last day of the 32nd legislative session, HB 114 was passed. 
It was an omnibus education bill that provides over $7 million in additional school funding. Also, up to $24 million will be distributed to districts across the state over the next 10 years to expand pre-K programs, providing $3 million each year beginning in fiscal year 23. Story said it's the beginnings of a plan to provide universal pre-K. It's kind of a setup plan for the department because they, in funding universal pre-K, they want to make sure that the quality components of a pre-K program are embedded in the program. Certainly you're learning through play, but also there's strategic ways to help that learning. And so if you have a quality pre-K program, um, the department with the state board will set up what a quality pre-K program looks like, and I think they're close to knowing what they want. Story explained that funding will be provided first to districts with highest need, either it be high poverty or lower performance. So Juno, you know, we would be farther down the line before we'd have the opportunity, but through this plan is the department, you can apply to the department to uh, that yes, we have this program in place and we're ready to go now. And then based upon uh, legislature funding more money um, earlier, but right now it's up to $3 million. And so, uh, so, and of course, um, you know, I think there's a lot of support for pre-K, but there will be more appropriations. But right now it's up to $3 million each year. Housed within HB 114 is the Alaska Reads Act, an education reform bill aimed at laying the groundwork to improve students' reading skills through increased accountability and resources. The Juneau Police Department says they are seeing an increase in community members reporting being a victim of gift card scams and elder fraud. This has resulted in significant amount of lost money for these individuals. According to Juno Police, scams can come from a variety of places, but most often you will receive a phone call, email, or even a text message. Juno Police Lieutenant Craig Campbell details the types of scams. Tech support scam. Criminals pose as technology support representatives and offer to fix non-existent computer issues or renew antivirus software. Government scam. Criminals pose as police, IRS, or other government employees and threaten to arrest victims unless they agree to pay a fee. Family scam. Criminals pose as a friend or relative claiming to be in immediate financial need. Sweepstakes scam. Criminals claim the person won a sweepstakes or contest and they did not enter and can collect their winnings for a small fee. And provided these tips on how individuals can protect themselves. Never give out personal identity information, bank account information, or wire transfer information to unverified people or businesses. Resist the pressure to act quickly. Scammers create a sense of urgency to produce fear and lure victims into immediate action. Be cautious of unsolicited phone calls, emails, and offers too good to be true. Gift cards cannot be used to pay utility bills, legal fees, taxes, or bail. Debt collectors will never request payment in gift cards, cryptocurrency, or cash sent through the mail. Don't get scammed. Please report any of the above activity to the Juno Police Department at junopolice.com or the FBI at www.ic3.gov. Again, reports of any of the above activity can go to the Juno Police Department at junopolice.com or the FBI at ic3.gov. It was Juno Symphony playing Gonna Fly Now, the theme from Rocky on Sunday.
The Juno Symphony's Night at the Oscars performed both Saturday and Sunday. The showings took place at the Juno Douglas High School. It featured 14 famous movie tracks along with a tribute to the film composer John Williams. Former music director at the symphony, Troy Quinn, flew to Juno from Los Angeles for the performance to be the guest conductor. Quinn said the lineup is award-winning and covers a number of genres and versatile instruments. Because the orchestration is so huge, we had to bring in a lot of other people to play guitars and mandolins and accordion and all sorts of unique instruments. But this is just fun music for everybody, for the family and for all audiences. We did a performance last night. It was wildly popular, a smash success. And I'm happy to be back in Juno. I was here for three years as the music director, so I'm thrilled to be back. It's like a homecoming for me to guest conduct this one last concert. He has been a conductor for 10 years now, professionally, and works in the studios in Los Angeles. He also has three other orchestras he conducts around the country, Kentucky, Rhode Island, and Florida. 65 musicians played in Juno's Night at the Oscars. Some of the musicians also played in the original movie tracks. In the, the early 80s, playing with John Barry on Out of Africa, and working with these incredible composers, Jerry Goldsmith, who did Star Trek, and, and many played on How to Train Your Dragon. I did a John Paul movie called The Call of the Wild, not the dragon one, but uh, he's a great composer. Many of us have had the privilege to work with John Williams, of course, one of the greatest living film composers. So, yeah, we get first-hand experience from a lot of these folks, which is great. And executive director of the Juno Symphony, Charlotte Truitt, also talked about what is coming up next for the symphony. We'll be announcing our season for next year as our 60th anniversary season, and that will be released in July. Look at our website, junosymphony.org, to get more information for next season's tickets. We are getting ready for our summer activities. will include a wildlife cruise in August and a summer strings camp in August for kids, the first week of August, at Eagle Crest, and that's our summer strings camp. Registration is open for that now. And uh, we already have like 35 kids, so there'll be a little bit of space, not a lot. So if people want in, they should get in right away. The Federal Food and Drug Administration announced a new ad, ad campaign last week dubbed Next Legends, with the goal to educate Native youth about the harms of e-cigarettes and vapes. When you vape, you can inhale toxic metals like nickel and lead into your lungs. That's metal in your lungs. Don't be fooled. The campaign is part of the FDA's ongoing efforts to protect youth from the dangers of tobacco use. The FDA explained in a release that the campaign will educate American Indian and Alaska Native youth ages 12 to 17 about the harms of vaping through unique branding and tailored messaging created to inspire a new generation to live native strong and vape free. According to data from the FDA, there are about 400,000 native teens in America, and more than half of them are at risk of using tobacco products, including e-cigarettes. The campaign plans to reach native teens with ads on social media, as well as on gaming platforms like YouTube and Twitch. You're listening to News of the North. That was the entrance song of the Eagle Raven Dancers at Celebration 2022. Ringle led the way as the grand entrance dancers at this year's celebration, but the Eagle Raven Dancers of Haynes, Kluckwan, and Juno had the main stage at Centennial Hall on Friday. Karen Tug introduced the group and spoke about some of its history. 
The Eagle Raven dancers were established in Juneau in 1980 by the late Agnes Ballinger. Kaguan Tan, a dancer and cultural specialist with a Bachelor of Arts degree in anthropology from the University of Washington. Throughout her life, Agnes was dedicated to sharing the knowledge and culture of the Clinket. Ballinger had previously started dance groups in Seattle, Portland, Haines, and Klukwan before the Juno Eagle Raven dancers. Agnes Ballinger's legacy as a dancer and cultural specialist continues through her niece, Leona Santiago Kakwe, who continues to lead the Eagle Raven dancers. Tog explained that the dance group regards the youth, historical heritage, and language as very important. Elder Leona Santiago is one of the leaders of the group. She says they are happy to be back at celebration and about the introduction of new songs. Welcome. We are the Eagle Raven dancers. Our origin is Haynes, Klukwan, and Juno, and we have other people from, from different tribes. We are happy to be among each of you. We are here to share two new songs that was written by um, myself and another um, dancer. We uh, are thankful for Sea Alaska Heritage for making this possible for all of us to be here. Santiago offered praise for Jackie Pata, who had taken a lead role in the group. The Johnson O'Malley dancers of Wrangell also performed on Friday. They are known as the Katzaland Dancers. This was their introduction on Friday afternoon. Their group comprises elders, youth, and members of the Chautauquan and Wolf Troop dancers ranging in age from 6 to 80 years young. Their group practices drumming and dancing on Fridays at their WCA cultural facility. The elders who drum with them are their backbone and show up every week to meet and are committed to the children and share songs, dances, and refreshments. Let's give a big welcome to the Wrangell Johnson O'Malley Katsliton dancers. Gunal's Chish. This was their entrance song. Elder Virginia Oliver leads the group. This group that you see before you is a unified group of big wrangle and little wrangle. Ah, just gookanky wrangle. Ah, katlain, atlain wrangle. Ah, you ayachy nocturne. When I say we're only imitating what we've heard and what we've been taught by people the nerdish people that just keep on learning Tlingit because they have the opportunity to learn and they take that opportunity every day. And I think that talking in English to you is good manners. The Katsitlan and Shatatkwan dancers are the lead groups of Celebration 2022. And on Saturday came Celebration's Grand Exit song. <laughs> The song was explained by Alfie Price. Wrangell coming in song. It's, it's the Wrangell song, and they're the ones who were tapped as the hosts for this year. 
So we use it for the entrance on Wednesday and also the exit tonight. We get to sing with them. It's an honor for us. Many dancers say Celebration's grand exit came too soon for an event they waited so long for, but they are all grateful. Price also had this to say about his own dance group, the Yis Kuu, that participated in the grand exit. So I'm part of Yis Kuu. It means new people, new beginnings in Trinket. We were gifted the name by Clarence Jackson, and he also taught us a couple of songs. It's a multicultural group based here in Juneau. We do songs from Clinket, Haida, Simshian, and Aleut tribe and we have it's a multicultural so we have lots of different tribes represented in our group. The Alaska Heritage asks us to do lots of performances. It's been an honor to be part of the group for about 10 years for me. Nancy Barnes is the leader of East Kiu. Kelly James had this to say about her dance group which Jean that is about 150 members total. We call it Wushjiin because we invite everybody in. We try not to Uninclude other cultures. A lot of us are all different types. We got Haida, Simshian, Klinke, we got Hawaiian. It's for everybody and all culture, and we accept who you are. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.